Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present the Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. Soft limbs I feel, smiles as the morning still, over thy cheek and over thy breast, where thy little heart does rest. Oh, the cunning wows that creep in thy little heart asleep, when thy heart does awake, then the dreadful night shall break. here on RPA, Real Paranormal Activity. I'd like to thank each and every one of you that comes to uh, listen to this show or this Phantom Cast on this site. 
And, you know, like I always say, you are one of the most important people that is out there. Because without you, this would be radio silence. I have two guests for you tonight. Or today. Or however you're listening right now. And this is a power couple out of the Lakeland, Florida area. They're medical professionals. And that's one thing that uh, I like bringing in when we're talking about dreams is the medical professionals and their insight into the area of dreams. First, let me introduce the lady first because, you know, it's always ladies first. Uh, Her name is Stephanie Hobbs and she is an RN. Stephanie, why don't you give me a Hello out there. Hello. Stephanie, you got to walk a little bit closer to that microphone. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Can you just yell into it a little bit? Yes, I can do that. Okay. Well, you got such a beautiful, soft voice. I'm going to try to hypnotize you with my voice. This is something. Hypnosis. Uh, And the other person out of the power couple, that's Mr. Well, that's not Mr. It's Dr. Thomas Hobbs. Thomas, or Dr. Hey. Hobbs, how are you doing there, sir? I'm good. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Stephanie, why don't you give us some background information about yourself so uh, our listening audience knows exactly who you are? Okay. Well, I graduated from nursing school uh, four years prior. Currently, I am a med surge nurse at Lakeland Regional, working with with a lot of the patients there. Uh, currently enrolled for my bachelor's and then hopefully a master's after that. That's very entertaining. That's actually, uh, it's really good to know that somebody's out there that's really heartfelt about taking care of their patients. And I know you really are because I, I know you personally. And it's really good to know that there's a good-hearted RN out there when you really need one. And uh, Dr. Hobbs, why don't you give us some information about yourself? Hey, well, um, I know a lot of people are going to think, doctor, they think I'm with us being medical that I'm actually a physician, but I'm not. I just have my PhD in theology, um, but I'm actually a uh, EMT, and uh, I work in the ER as a, kind of a halfway between a tech and a nurse, um, helping with trauma uh, patients that come through. Yeah, but you both save lives. Every day you're out there saving lives, you're fighting that good fight. See, myself, besides doing radio, I work in uh, the operating room at Lakeland Regional Medical Center, and I do sterile processing. And I'm, you know, without sterile processing, a lot of people would be walking around with illnesses and not make it all the way through their operations. And every day I'm hands deep in, you know, human waste, blood. You know, a lot of heavy metal bands talk about blood, you know, bucket of blood. But no, I'm really out there. I, my hands are in blood all day long. And that's one one thing that I talk about sometimes when I talk about the paranormal. It's the carrying on of energy through blood. And I see a lot of stuff in the area that I work in, which is really weird about certain areas of the hospital that, you know, are haunted in certain areas. But that's 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 another subject. That's another place. But, uh, Stephanie, let me let me ask you this real quick since you're working up there. Have you ran into anything really strange at the hospital since you've been there? Um, not yet, but I work during the day. So 
I get a lot of, there's a lot of noise during the day. Stuff is going in and out. So there might be some activity there, but it's, it's shadowed by the, the day to day. Yeah, but every time I've ever seen something, it's been during the daylight. So there's to me, there's really no timeline when something's going to happen. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. doesn't matter if it's daytime or nighttime. So that's one I thing I've really noticed. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. I could be too distracted by everyone. So. Well, you're saving lives. But what we're doing here is we're talking about dreams. Okay. And what I want to talk to both of you about, since, like I said, you're in the medical field, and, you know, you have more of an analytical mind when it comes to dreams. So uh, it's not like the layman I'm talking to. It's just, you know, someone that it's coming with more of a skeptic or more scientific background. But the uh, one of my first questions I want to ask is in the realm of dreams, personally, where do you think we you go to when you dream? Stephanie, I'm gonna let you go first. When I think when I think of dreams, I think that it's your subconscious reaching out to you um, and trying to send messages or warnings. Sometimes it could be you know intuitive things to look out for, or um, somebody you may have met during the day that you're not quite sure about. Just something that your subconscious is trying to get is trying to get through. To you, to your consciousness, Dr. Hobbs. What do you think? Uh, where do you go to when you dream? Um, I don't know. I've kind of got mixed feelings. I like to think of um, maybe that our consciousness goes into like a higher plane of existence, and you're able to see different images. But I also think about how really it's just memories in our brain. I, I, in reality, I'm not quite sure what to think of them. Where do have you ever received any specific messages inside your dreams? Kind of, um, not really messages per se, but there's been times where I'll be dreaming, not in like a a fantasy kind of place like most dreams would be, but like I'm in my own house and something is either going on or happening, and then I wake up and. You know, it just seems so real, and I'm not sure if that's supposed to be a message or if I'm thinking of something I did or what it is. Is it from the day before? Is it something you think you're processing through your mind? I'm not sure, because there's been a couple times where I'll wake up from a horrible sound or something that happened in my dream, and yet I know it happened around me, but there's no evidence of what it was. Okay, Stephanie, what about you? Have you ever received a message inside your dreams? Twice. Okay. From let the me... same person. So oh. This it happened. The first time it happened was a couple years after my grandmother had died. And I remember sitting on the steps. I don't even know what kind of steps they were, but I was sitting on the steps, and she is sitting beside me, and she goes, you know if you never need anything, you can call me. Just call me. Just pick up the phone and call me. And I was like, that is so strange. And it was so vivid of a dream. I still remember pretty much every moment of what happened. And it was a couple of years after she had passed. So it was just so strange. And the next dream I had was with her again. And it was a couple of years after the first one. So these are dreams that are, you know, two years apart, four years after her death. And we're sitting at a diner eating IHOP and she's wearing her oxygen and she's just eating pancakes and we're just 
talking, and she says, you know, you're really making a lot of stupid choices right now. And I was like, oh, okay. And she just goes on and tells me what she thinks I should do, and I thought that was very strange to have that conversation with somebody whose memory, unfortunately, is fading from me because she passed away when I was a freshman in high school. So... I thought that was very interesting. Well, it's it's very special not to lose those thoughts and those memories of the ones that passed away because they're always with you. Yeah. It makes you feel better, actually, when they come in and talk to you in your dreams. Sometimes that really happens a lot. Is there anybody... This is a com- these are some of my common questions. Is there anybody living or dead, Stephanie, that you wish that actually would come and revisit or you can meet in your dreams? Hmm. There are, I would like to see my grandmother again and maybe my grandfather because I didn't really know him. Um, he developed Alzheimer's when I was a when I was probably six or seven, so I don't have any concrete memories of him. But he was a World War II vet, and he um, did a lot of things, and I would love to sit down and have a conversation with him about his life and what he went through. Thomas, living or dead, is there anybody that you would wish to uh, experience or meet once again inside your dreams? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Um when shortly after I graduated high school, I actually I lost a big portion of my family. I've uh, I lost all my cousins, uh, my parents, on and my grandfather, all within a year's time. And really, any of those people, I would love to be with me again. Have you ever experienced uh, sleep paralysis by any chance? Uh n- not that I can think of. Um, I've had bizarre instances of um i guess it's kind of off topic but i i have gotten kind of a message but not from sleeping if that makes sense no 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 no. it's you're talking about a waking dream kind of so what did you hear well i didn't really hear anything but i remember um my youngest cousin was the last one to pass away and what happened is that he got hit by a car while he was skateboarding and I was just sitting at my computer, and just something just hit me to start looking at news stories and obituaries, and that's not something I commonly do. And you know, it, it was hitting me so hard to just look at those for some reason. And you know, and I started looking at uh, you know what's been going around Lakeland, and then the ma- main headline was that a skateboarder had uh, been hit by a car and had been killed, and. You know, just for, you know, giggles, I, you know, decided to read the article. And when it said Scott Sherman, uh, which is my cousin, and I, uh, you know, like, this can't be my cousin. You know, he, you know, doesn't, you know, he's too safe to get hit by a car. You know, and I messaged a couple of my friends, and sure enough, uh, he had just died a few hours prior um, from, the, from the car accident. And I thought that was so bizarre that just out of nowhere, I, I had this, burning desire to read the news and see what happened how close were you to your cousin oh we were very close um because um with him being the last one that died and both of our parents having uh cancer 
uh, me and him were, were really close. We were basically brothers rather than cousins. Yeah, sounds like a very tight connection that you had between each other. Maybe yeah, that was they, that. Maybe that was the connection that was trying to say, "Hey, you know, at least the final goodbye that let you know something was going on." Because you really, you really, you know, when it comes to, like I said, the paranormals, when it comes to dreams and everything, it's it's still a learned. It's not an exact science. We really don't know what's really going on out there. And anybody that usually tells you that they know exactly what's going on out there, they're usually, you know, they're full of shit most of the time. <laughs> so that's usually like that. Uh, you said you had some, uh, let's talk about some of the dreams you've had. You, have you had certain dreams that have, uh, let's say, shaken you or probably uh, changed your life itself? Um. I, not really like changed my life or anything, but I've had a couple of dreams that had uh, make me think, or um, they have like an intense feeling. If that kind of makes sense. Tell me um, about it. Well, the one that I'm thinking of is actually not the one I was going to tell you about tonight. But I had one dream. This was many, many, many years ago. Um, I can't remember all of the details, but from what I wrote down, basically what it was is that I was in my house and there is a wrecking ball outside and it's just sitting there waiting to demolish the house. And basically I've got a certain amount of time to gather as much stuff as I can. And um, <laughs> this is this is going to sound kind of silly and very uh, typical, but there's a little gray alien that was standing outside my front door. And it didn't talk to me, but I knew I was supposed to follow it. And as I followed it, we're walking down my sidewalk, you know, and the wrecking ball starts tearing down the house. And as we're walking down the street, I realize that everything's empty. There's no people, no cars, no nothing. It's just everything's abandoned. And then um, the next thing I knew, I'm on like a space station. And again, I know this is very typical and people dream of space all the time, but it, I felt like I was a refugee or something. And we were basically waiting for, I guess, somewhere to go or for something to happen. And I was with a bunch of other people, and you could see Earth uh, down below us. But um, I didn't know what was going on. And when I woke up, I just had this horrible fear of, like, I had to go somewhere. Or, you know, I just had extreme nervousness with me. What do you think that dream meant? Oh, I have no idea. Stephanie, you have any insight what you think that dream might have meant? I think that could be maybe anxiety for moving, changing a location, because we have been talking about moving and leaving this house for quite some time. So maybe that's just his anxiety. What I'm really thinking about is just it's an empty house. There's nothing there. There's nothing there to hold you back from moving on and continuing on. That's kind of what I'm getting. Because it's just, like you said, that the wrecking ball hit and and it was just an empty house. And that's all it is. Whereas right now, it seems like you're really not happy with where you're at right now in the house. It's almost like an empty shell. Because you're missing people from the house, right? Yeah, because my... Uh... Uh, my mother and my uh, aunt used to live there, and um, yeah, it was totally different while they were there. 
Yeah, because we always had family over. We were always having dinner there and always doing something. So, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. It's good to get, good to get that out. It's good to get that out, Dr. Hobbs. Or let me say this. Thomas, hitting you with my sexy voice to make your wife jealous. Uh, St- <laughs> Stephanie, is there any dreams that you may have had uh, that might have actually influenced you to change something within your life or that changed your life? Oh, yeah. Um, this one actually happened probably a week ago, if that. So I am in the forest, and I come across, it's, I don't know if it's a doe or like, um, I don't know, it's not, it's not a stag, it's, it's a doe, um, but small. And she's trapped in like this thicket. So I walk up to her. And as I'm trying to free her, I feel something move to my left, and this giant black snake, huge snake. And I finally get her free, and I'm standing still because I don't want the snake to bite me or anything. And he's pulling across my lap, and I think he's gone, and I get to move, and he bites me in my arm. He bites me in my left arm, and I know it's my left arm because I actually feel physical pain from it. And my hand is really hot and it starts to burn. But then it goes away. Like, amazing. I started thinking, I was like, oh man, I gotta get to the hospital. I just had a snake bite. And I remember walking back and just the pain gets really, really intense and then starts to fade away and disappears completely. What do you think that might have meant? So, I'm interpreting it as I need to watch out for somebody who's trying to hurt me. Like somebody who seems like they don't, they're helpless or they don't mean any harm, but they're really somebody pretty bad who's probably going to hurt me, but I'm going to get over it. Thomas, what do you think that the dream means? Um, I honestly have no idea. I am actually pulling out this out of the hat, really, myself. It's just I'm afraid you think you're going to. It's kind of what you said that, you know, that someone's out to hurt you. It's it's almost like you're feeling out of control even when you're at uh, you wanted to go back to work and feeling the uh, the snake bite because it's like you can't really control it. That it could be coming to you out of the blue. That's one thing that you face every day when you're doing nursing because you don't know who you're going to take care of. I mean, with the way diseases are nowadays, you could just think you're doing the right thing, and then later on you might come down with, like, a tuberculosis or something like that. It's the uncontrollable aspect of uh, the healthcare. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad But you have a good heart. You have a good heart, and you have a good soul, and Thomas is there with you, and if there was... Uh, any advice that you can give to somebody about some of the experiences that you've had inside your dreams and the pitfalls and some of the excitement about your dreams? What would you uh, give advice to people out there that might have problems with their dreams? There's a lot of people that are out there that are actually listeners that suffer, uh, like I said, they suffer sleep paralysis. And, uh, it just messes up their day and it messes up their existence. What would you actually give suggestions about handling their dreams? So maybe you get a dream journal. I have one and it, it works 
And as soon as I wake up, I write down these dreams, no matter how scary or how boring or exciting. And I meditate on them for a few days and see if I can come up with something to to help me work past it. If maybe my inner anxiety is coming out or um, maybe it's a problem I'm trying to solve. You know, just think about it. The more you expose yourself to those thoughts, the less intimidating they become, the less fearful you become. How long do you remember your dreams sometimes? Um, it depends on how intense they are. Sometimes, like if it's a, like one of the story dreams where you're going on an adventure a day, but if it's like the snake dream, I'll probably remember that for a while. Did you feel still feel the pain in your arm after you woke up from the snake bite? No, it, it faded away I was, as I was walking back through the forest. I don't even know where I was trying to go. I just knew I had to go in that one direction to get to the hospital to get help. Okay, Thomas. Oh, but I did wake up feeling my arm. You my did. Head. You did wake up feeling your arm to make sure it was all right. Yes, yes, I did. And you were happy you were all right, weren't you? <laughs> yes, I was. Yeah, that's one thing. You you realize, you know, it's just like people when they relapse in their uh, their dreams. Just remember, that's just a dream. Sometimes it will compliment. Thomas, let me ask you the same old question. Uh, if you could help other people with their uh, interpretation of their dreams and understanding their dreams and for people that have disturbed dreams. And uh, you said you have some disturbed dreams yourself, right? Yeah, I've had a couple. Um, really, my biggest thing is, uh, just like Stephanie said, you know, write everything down. But something I do, and I don't know if I kind of train myself to do this or if I just do it naturally, but I pay attention to a lot of the, the details in the background. Like, not just what's going on, but, like, you know, little things, colors, symbols around me, you know, or if there's other people in the background. You know, it's always the background stuff that I try to pay attention to. Because that's kind of usually what gives me hints or, or gives me big clues about what's going on. How do you travel in your dreams, by the way? Oh, it depends. Um, most of the time, I'm, it's just my physical self and I'm just walking but there's been a couple of times where it's a little more um, I guess I don't really know the word for it. Trippy, I guess. Um, It just depends on what kind of dream it is. But for the most part, I'm usually in my normal self. Stephanie, how do you travel in your dreams? Um, Teleportation, usually. Sometimes I walk, like when I was walking through the forest. But usually it's like teleportation where I think of a place and I go... Oh wow! Do you have you ever astral projected or done astral projection before? Um, no, I haven't actually done that. I it's something I want to look into and maybe see if I can try. But that takes a lot of control, and I don't think I have that much control. I started to remind myself in my nightmares that this is a dream and I can change the outcome. I started working on that um, technique, but that's about as much control as I have over my dreams and where I have to go. So you really, you, okay, going back to what you were just saying, how much control do you have in your dreams? Like if I start to have a nightmare, it's almost like I tell myself, this is your dream and you can control it. And I'll stop myself from having that nightmare. Okay, so you could actually control your dreams at certain points. What about you, Thomas? Uh, no, uh, unfortunately I can't do that yet. <laughs> okay. Um. 
really, I mean, I can control, like, in my dreams, I don't realize I'm dreaming, but, like, if I'm going to talk to somebody, I, I talk to somebody or whatever, but, you know, I can't actually control what happens in the dream itself, like Stephanie was talking about. Well, actually, I'm getting a good vibe off this. I think it's that it's really good that you two are together because uh, Stephanie, I think, really has a very good insight to uh, her dreamlands. And I think that she uh, probably will help complement you with yours because I know you, you keep dream journals and you go through a lot of dreams like we talked about before. And I think she's very beneficial to help you with anything that goes on within your life. Well, so far she is. So how long y'all been married? Five years in December. Five years in December? Yeah. Wow. You must have had a great minister that showed up to uh, marry you or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think he was great. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uh, I was one of the people that uh, helped organize the marriage of... Dr. Hobbs and Stephanie here. They're a very beautiful couple, and I'd like to wish them a very, very, very beautiful future together. And they have a child right now. Why don't you tell me about the child? Oh, he just turned three just uh, a few weeks ago, actually. So what kind of, as we're closing, what kind of hopes and dreams would you say you want for this child in the future? Just whatever makes him happy. As long as he's successful in that, I'm I'm happy. Stephanie? I want him to be successful. I don't want him to be a victim in any any like circumstance. I want him to be strong and independent and healthy. So those are those are my dreams for him. And even happy, of course, what Thomas said. He needs to be doing something that makes him happy. Isn't that great for parents to really think about that? This is usually, this is about the time when after you have a child, that's when all the ego of self disappears because you just want it for the simple person of the child. You know, you just want them to have 10 fingers, 10 toes and to be happy. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I like to say thank you to Stephanie and Thomas for being here in the Sandman Lullaby. Uh, let me give some information real quick before we uh, disappear. Don't forget on Monday you have Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with your host, Aaron Hunter. Yeah, he's the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man that's too sweet to be sour. And on Tuesday, you have Aaron's Horror Show. That's with Aaron Frail. He uh, goes through a lot of horror stories and a lot of horror movies. So you really don't have to because, as I always say, a lot of the movies out there nowadays suck. And on Wednesday, you have Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry. Uh, once again, i like to thank you for being in the Sandman Lullaby. Hey, if you want to get in touch with me, don't forget you could always get in touch with me anytime, day or night, and you could write me at sandmanlullaby at gmail.com. Stephanie, you got anything to say before I uh, let you go and set the world free? <laughs> no, I think we covered everything. Baby, I love you. Thomas, anything to say before I uh, disappear and, uh, or you disappear or we all disappear and we let everybody get on with their lives today? <laughs> Not that I can think of. 
Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been in the Sandman Lullaby. Ha, 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 ha.